Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The discovery of the Pandora Gates was a major milestone for transhumanity in the years following the fall. While immensely dangerous and not well understood, the exploration of distant moons and planets is booming. Being a gatecrasher is the new hot adventurous career everyone is dreaming of pursuing. Follow Becker playing Whisper, Joaquin playing Shrike, and Slavic playing Spike on their first in exploration of a tunnel system on the planet Jetai. This scenario is available under the name Better on the Inside and uses the Eclipse Phase 2nd Edition rules, both licensed to post-human studios. Look for Twin CDs by Night on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date with our releases. There, you'll also find an invite link to our Discord chat. We'd love to see you. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. Hello everyone to Eclipse Phase 2nd Edition, Better on the Inside. We start this game on Saturn's moon Pandora, which would be an uninteresting block of ice if it weren't for the first Pandora gate, hence the name to be discovered there. Since then, of course, many more gates have been discovered, but the name still stuck around. These gates were first assumed to be built by the Titans, but now it doesn't really seem to make much sense because there's so many of them everywhere else in the universe. So it's now believed that they always existed and that the Titans were just quicker in discovering them than transhumanity. The original Pandora Gate is run by Gatekeeper, a company that was owned by the Titanian Commonwealth originally, but is now shared with many other factions, including the Planetary Consortium. These two factions are usually at odds with one another, but the research and exploration through the gates is too important of a goal to not set aside the differences. There's a large facility now on Pandora surrounding the gate. It's called the Gateway. It's basically two semi-circular buildings with the gate in the middle of them. One large portion is just an area for tourists with museums displaying all the artifacts from faraway planets and moons. Another large portion is a private section for the gate crashers, the people like you who venture out into distant worlds. These people like you are often regarded as heroes and have many fans, especially if you sell your experience playback, basically your recorded data from your adventure in sort of a video form, enhanced video if you want. Now you probably spend a good amount of time in this private area, nervous and bored at the same time awaiting your next mission. And this next mission is a first-in excursion into a tunnel system on a planet called Jetai. It has 0.8 times Earth's gravity, 0.5 times atmospheric pressure. The atmosphere, though, is 99% nitrogen, so it's not breathable. And the temperature there is at around about minus 4 degrees Celsius, so just below the freezing point of water. Not entirely uncomfortable, definitely something you can deal with. A first-in mission means uh, no one has ever ventured there before. The only thing we have so far... It's basically yeah, a few images and measurements because a probe was stuck into the gate once and then pulled back. 
So it's definitely the most dangerous kind of mission, but also the quickest way to get the riches. I guess it's a good time for you to introduce your characters. Let's start with Becca. I'm playing Whisper, who is a async scientist explorer. He's been doing gate crashing for quite a bit of time. It's something he really enjoys, um, especially just getting away from Earth and all the busyness that comes with it. He um, he has a nice full beard, and he wears a cap. Really, when I when I look at him, I see like a sailor. So he's just he's kind of gruff. He's this is just the way that life is, and he's he's very happy just being out on the fringes of life. What's his morph? It's an Olympian morph, so yeah, so a fairly enhanced biomorph. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll continue. Uh, I'm playing Spike. Well, Spike had an entire character creation sort of Brian Diary given to him, so if you want to learn more about how he was created, you can listen to that. But basically, he's a sort of compulsive gambler who got into a lot of debt, got lucky, and we've decided that he won the gate crashing lottery. And he's kind of hoping to pay off some of his other debts he incurred by gambling, both legally and illegally, there in wherever we're going. So he's uh, in a, let me see what his specific morph is, but it's a synthetic morph. So he's basically a robot. And, oh yeah, it's a synth, literally, which is one of the lower, lower tiers. It's not like a case, which is like completely, completely basic synthetic morph, but the synth is a slightly more advanced synthetic morph. The advantage, of course, with gate crashing is that he's not as fragile as a biomorph, but, and most of the disadvantages for synth morphs are honestly social and the fact that their brains are hackable. So yeah, we'll see how he does. Great crashing. Is this his first mission, by the way? Did you decide on that? Uh, I feel like he does have some no gate crashing. Right. Uh, so I'd say it'd be like maybe his second. And I feel like it's something he enjoys, aside from gambling. Oh, yeah. Like one of the only things. So that's why he's up for it. And finally... Quinn. Yes, I am playing Shrike. She is, she was a uh, soldier on Earth, but then during the fall, she somehow acquired the nickname the Butcher of Paris, which is quite an impressive uh, title to achieve considering the, the uh, robot apocalypse was going on at the same time. Now, she doesn't know what she did because that copy of her died and she w- and uh, Shrike was uh, basically uh, revived from an earlier uplink, which means that. So she's basically like a like a clone of herself that didn't experience the last few weeks that gave her whatever that she did to turn into the butcher of Paris. And so to get away from all that uh, you know baggage of apparently she did something horrible and no one really wants to talk to her about it. She decided that the best way to do it is just get as far away as she can, which happens to be gate crashing, which can literally send you you know billions of miles away from the solar system. And she is currently sleeved into a fury morph which it's a biomorph a female body which is geared specifically to be much more aggressive than a normal human would be 
Right. So that's going to be fun. Oh, and also, I'm willing to bet because the people who hired her have heard about her previous you know, title and have edited her morph to, to basically mean that she cannot lie easily. She can if she's running an effort of it, but it's not something that cannot come naturally to her anymore. Right. So you have been teamed up and you're currently waiting in one of the decontamination chambers that is already within the gate room, the central part of this whole complex. Basically, you're just waiting there for the signal. Any conversation between you as you're waiting? I don't think uh, Shrike would be much for conversation, but she is, you can definitely see like she is uh, impatient as she's like sort of like shifting her weight around, maybe almost like uh, you know, flexing her hands and wanting to like punch something. And it's not, it's just different saying it's not a uh, natural feeling for her, but since she's sleeping into this morph, she has to, you know, deal with the uh, instincts of the body. Spike will sort of uh, see this <clears throat> sort of tension in Shrike and try to like uh, go to a corner or like hide and be unseen because I feel like he'd be used to being threatened by people in morphs such as this when they come to collect his debts. And he'll just clank on over into the corner and try to make himself seem small. Whereas Whisper will be kind of the opposite of that. He's fairly used to Shrike as they've been on a few missions together before. And just know that this is the way that she is. And to kind of help put Spike at ease, like from across the room, we'll just try to have a conversation with him. You You know, learn a little bit more about Spike. Oh, it's your second mission. You know, what was the first one like? And just kind of ignore what Shrike is doing. Spike responds in a slightly monotonous robotic voice, something like, oh, yes, I was in a, well, that was a mission. She just looks over at Shrike. Well, it went pretty well. Paid up some of my debts. Gave me some of that, you know, money. And uh, I, I put it on, put on some good bets. I'm feeling good about them. Well, I mean, money is one, one reason to be out here for sure. I'm hoping we find some interesting technology while we're out. Yeah, Whisper, you definitely probably aren't the kind of guy who <laughs> believes in money still. Titan has some sort of social currency, but many things there are uh, reputation-based and therefore like a like-for-like trade and rep- uh, yeah, public reputation thing but yeah spike is obviously related to the hypercorps and shrike probably too you can deal with that i guess <laughs> yeah old economy baby right so you get the signal over the mesh that you are that you now uh, shall proceed to the gate and pack up all your stuff that you brought with you into this chamber all right so, so yeah with the uh yeah, with the news that the thing is a go, Shrike will definitely like start basically almost like relax a little bit as she starts get moving around. Just the movement helps her relax. And whispers giving Spike some last minute pointers about, you know, going through the gates and uh, things to just help with survivability. Right. So you step forward through a doorway that leads through like a tunnel that still is decontaminated. It's very important for these uh, far away excursions. So you don't bring all kinds of uh, nasty microorganisms somewhere where they shouldn't be. And at the very end, it opens up into this like larger chamber. In front of you, you have multiple 
large black arm-like statues of sorts that come out of the ground. You know that these can move around, but right now it seems they're already in position and the gate is about to open. And you feel like a telltale vibration going through the room, like everything seems to shake just a little bit. And then there's this metallic ringing sound, some whining of electricity uh, charging up. You see some arcing, like green electric arcs jumping from these arms in front of you. They're pitch black, like they're so black that it doesn't seem like there is even an object. It seems like nothingness black. And eventually you have the feeling like something is pushing away all matter and light from within these arms. There's a, a spherical, yeah, not even an object of sort, a spherical thing that pushes everything to the side. And again, you would describe it as black, but if you were to look at it, your eyes water immediately. It's very tough to look at, but you know this is what they call the mouth of the gate, the actual gate that you have to walk through. So being trained gate crashers, you do what you have been told and look to the floor and wait for your signal, which you then get to step through. Who's going first, by the way? Let's get this party started. Spike's going in. Whisper has a side glance with Shrike and it's like kind of that shrug like, wow, newbies all, all for it. And Whisper will walk in right after him. Yeah, and after seeing that, uh, you know, Spike goes in first, a little bit of a competitiveness, and uh, Shrike opens up and just, he just starts running towards the uh, gate. So as you get close, you start feeling this little tuck. You have been told that the whole thing is electromagnetic, and somehow it, like, tucks on all kinds of matter around it, like your bodies. It's not like you couldn't re resist. You could easily walk away if you wanted to, but... You definitely feel like it's slowly drawing you in, like there's water around your ankles. And you step through, whisper. As you step through the gates, all your senses blank out. You can't see anything. You can't feel anything. You're not even really sure if your body is still there. Is this a different sensation than normal? Yes. Oh, fine. Step stepping through the gate is instant. There's no in-between. But some missions ago, you found that the gates, they seem to whisper at you. Within the whining sounds of the electricity, you seem to have noticed that they have a mind of their own. And now it seems like you remember a voice that talked to you. It's not like it's talking to you right now. It's like it was in a dream, in a bad dream you had a while ago that you almost forgot, but now it comes to you. It's a female voice, and it says, venturing outside again, are you not? I can't help myself. Do you sometimes feel like you don't belong with the rest of transhumanity anymore? Transhumanity is wide. There's many places to fit in. But is there something more? I see. You're looking for the, the true place to call home. Many do, after Earth was lost. To be honest with you, I gave up. I felt inadequate. Out of place, maybe. Like I didn't, I didn't belong anymore. Who are you? I'm just a stranger. I don't want to give my name. Where are you? I'm just here. Okay, stranger. How'd you come to be here? Besides just giving up. Much like you. You used to be a gay crasher? Oh, yes. Yes. I think soon you will understand. 
It's in you. You will find out. Your team needs you now. And you find yourself with the rest. No time has passed. You're still between Spike and Shrike. Mm -hmm. Whisper will have that moment of, like, we just stepped through and it's like quick recovery and then just kind of put it to the back of his mind to process for later. All of your respective muses set a timer for you because the gate will now close and reopen in exactly two hours. That's the time you were allotted for this mission. If you somehow fail to get back, the gate will only remain open for one minute. It will then open up a second time in 12 hours, uh, but that will likely be the last time in a long while. So you have to make sure to make it back in time. You find yourself in a round stone chamber. That is what you can make out. There's still some electric arcing from the respective gate on this end. But as it closes, everything goes pitch black. Okay, so will T-ray emitters see in the dark or...? That's a good question. <laughs> I wasn't able to find out. <laughs> I would say yes, because it can actually like go through a solid material. I would say it works kind of like radars, but better. Well, so it's all right, so even if I didn't have that, I'd have a... I think my uh, drone has a radar on it, so either way, I'm good. So yeah, uh, Shrike will act activate her team radar and just look around the room in the darkness. Is there anything, is there anything aside from like, the stone platform that they're in? Give me a perception check. And Spike, if you want to use your LiDAR to like um, mm -hmm. distances, you can do that as yeah. well. Uh, I'll scan the area and okay. I'll turn on my TACnet and tell the others to please do the same. I think only one of you needs it. Basically, you host the connection and the others can join in. Okay. But I guess we all have it, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like 20 on that perceived roll. 20 out of 70. You're muted. Oh, sorry. Yes. That's a success. So you um, get a feel for the room around you. And with the T-ray emitter, you find that, well, there's the arms of the gate still. They haven't moved. You can't scan them. That's interesting. Um, they are from some material that transhumanity is failing to analyze. That's why everyone thinks these gates must have been made by the Titans or maybe something like them because you just cannot scan through this material. It doesn't even really seem to reflect. It kind of draws in uh, the lasers or lights. Around you, though, everything is stone. You find that there are two hallways leading away from this room. One of them, however, is caved in. With your scan, you know this one was going uh, upwards, and you think somewhere up the hallway there must have been, well, a break-in, and then rocks collapsed and completely blocked it. You don't think you're going to get through there anytime soon. The other one seems to be open. All right, so that strikes just going to say uh, what, one entrance is blocked off, one is uh, open. I'm going to investigate the open one. This just sort of like walks off in like a steady clip with, a, with one hand on a pistol just in case. Whisper just as a tip. You could use your saucer drone. It's basically like an eye in the sky kind of thing. Okay. And I would rule that you can use it as a flying light source. Perfect. Then, yeah, I'll be setting that up to 
I don't know if it's just a simple, like I take it out of a pocket and I throw it and it automatically turns on and starts. Yeah, that's okay. precisely it. You throw it like a Frisbee and it just stays in the air. I love it. So knowing how Shrike is, she's going off to go explore that whole hall real quick. Um, I'm just going to take a closer look at the stone. It's marvelous because it's, it's clearly carved. There is intelligent design behind this chamber and these hallways. It's not naturally formed. And it's also covered in paintings. And on a closer look, you would say, like, this is some sort of intelligent alien species that has left behind these paintings uh, depicting their life and uh, what was important to them. So you find uh, that you would describe them as, well, simian like maybe but they have six appendages you can tell that they have some sort of clothing they have jewelry they have all kinds of accessories they carry weapons including like you're not sure if they're weapons of war or ceremonial weapons probably a mix of the two all kinds of these paintings around you Mm. let me see if you have a knowledge skill that applies didn't you have a no Zeno, Zeno something? <laughs> so I have Zeno empath. Give me a astrobiology knowledge skill. Okay. So uh, I got a 98 out of, I think, 60. Yeah, that's, that's a failure. I'm just going to say that that's all you find out. So. Okay. Then whisper, um, I'm a, is it correct for me to assume that we're like when we have our feet on, we're automatically recording, or do I actually need to turn on my mission recorder? Uh, it's good that you mention it. Um, that would definitely be on your mission statement, but you have to record everything that you see. Okay. That's what this gatekeeper company is. Uh, that's what it wants from you. <laughs> gotcha. They're, they want to see what's going on. So um, I, I turn that on, make sure, hey guys, make sure to turn your mission recorder on and then i will go through and just take real slow views of all the paintings that are there so uh, what does uh, shrike see in the hallway the hallway goes downward fairly steep as well unlike the main room it doesn't seem to be much decorated um about halfway down you see there's some yeah some fairly obvious cracking in the wall it doesn't look all too safe to you. Do you have a skill that would apply here? Would no gate crashing work? I think that's a bit broad. Okay, yeah. Um, Do you have sure. something? Um, let me look over your list. I know extropians, gate crashing, mercenary groups, security ops, bot models. I don't think so. So I was looking for something construction based, maybe, <laughs> maybe. The geology. But I have you, asteroid mining, so maybe if he shares it through TechNet, I can... That's fair. I think you, you could roll... In All right, yeah, I'll say that we probably were briefing on what each other knows, so yeah, I'll just uh, open up a link to uh, Spike and just be like, structure damage detected. All right, let me see. Let me check hmm, these cracks, and uh, I got a 92. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I don't succeed. You don't know <laughs> yeah. anything. I mean, it must have lasted for thousands of years already so it probably lasts a couple of guys passing through yeah i'm sure it's fine shrek thank you though i do uh though i find doubt in your uh, hesitancy and that 
Look, I got like 20 years of asteroid mining behind me. I used to mine on Venus. You this is not Venus. My judge. I have doubts about your judgment. Uh, this is my first mission together, so therefore I do not fully entrust your uh, skills. After several, I shall. And after, after, she, after she says, she's like, just sort of like, <sighs> just a sigh after she says all that. So does Strike proceed? Do you proceed? or you I'll say yes. yes. Strike will like cautiously. Actually, it could... Uh, so You could do an athletics check to be particularly cautious. Yeah, I think I'll do that. All right. So yeah, Shrike will uh, try to uh, uh, make sure to take her way across the uh, thing carefully, and she succeeds with a 29 out of 60. All right. You carefully maneuver past the cracks. Yeah, and it seems to work out fine for you. You don't hear anything give way. So now you're a few meters past, and it seems like the tunnel here uh, is looking much better. So you, you think you're pretty safe right now. All right, so I'll call back to the others and just be like, the uh, tunnel is navigable. Join me. All right. Spike will clank towards Shrike's position. Are you being particularly careful? <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> uh, Whisper will finish recording the paintings before he moves on. I don't know how long that's going to take, but he is being careful and diligent about it. Yeah, I think you probably spend some time there recording not just what you see, but what you think about these paintings and some details. So I would say Spike is ahead with his uh, all his gear and his heavy robotic uh, body clanking through the uh, <laughs> cracked part. Spike, why don't you give me a fray test as the hallway collapses on you? <laughs> God fucking damn it. Uh, yeah, I have like 30 in that. So yeah, that's a 54. I failed that. You almost failed critically. Good that you didn't. Uh, at least I have armor. Uh, wait. Oh, I guess. Can I use like one of my pools for something like that or something? I only have vigor, honestly, and flex. Uh, you can probably use it to ignore a wound oh right 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 well let's we'll see so what happens is you step through and part of the ceiling above you collapses trying to jump away you don't quite make it so like some rocks definitely like bang you around a bit they uh, would deal 14 damage now you have armor, which has an energy rating and then a kinetic rating. What's your right. kinetic armor? Uh, is the kinetic the second one? Yeah, it's the one on the right. All right, so that's four. That reduces the damage to 10. And right. what's your... So you note damage. Your durability should be much, much higher. Yeah, my durability is... Oh, yeah, that should be on my morph, right? Okay, so damage is 10, and I got durability 40. Wound threshold is 8. All right, wound threshold 8 means uh, you gain a wound now. So All you right. record 10 damage that mm -hmm. you compare against durability, but you also gain one wound, which would mean that you have minus 10 to 
all physical actions, I believe. But I don't, because I have medicines, and my medicines instantly make me ignore one wound, and they instantly start repairing me. Do they work instantly? Well, yeah. no. You, you automatically ignore the effect of one wound, and then you heal 1d10 oh. damage per hour and one wound per day. Yeah, exactly. I think they can ignore one wound per day, so it's... Yeah. Like a, I'd say it's like a daily spell, and that works for you. So yeah, I think oh, yeah. like a hole in you now and just you can see the little bots move around and they're fixing you. Getting back to the situation in the hallway, the good part is it's only partially collapsed. Oh, the good. bad part is Whisper is still on the wrong side. <laughs> or maybe on the right side because he's on the gate side. Well, can we use my uh, robo-mule to haul the rocks away? They're meant to carry large non-portable gear. So I guess rocks would count. I guess so. Can you give me another mining knowledge? Alrighty. Watch the fucking 90 there. Oh, 28 out of 80. Yeah, you could do that, but you're not sure it's a good idea. Because there could be much more following these rocks. Right. Well, Whisper, looks like you're stuck there a bit. I mean, we could move the rocks, but there'd be like a large chance of a bigger collapse happening he he could squeeze through but yeah it's still kind of dangerous well when i finish up here i'll i'll see about catching up with you guys i'll do my best to be careful crawling through please don't be more careful than the other one and give him a break shrike it's his first time well second time right and you then if he dies here there'll be a second time all over again so <laughs> i think we want to avoid a repeat repeat of a second time you only say that because you have intact pain receptors. At that point, you just see like her hand twitch near her gun, and she just turns around and walks further down the tunnel. We're almost into the PvP already. That's very good. <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame the morph. I'm just a slave to the chemicals in my brain. Aren't we all? And Spike is jealous of their biomorphs. All right, so Whisper, are you following or are you... I will follow assuming I'm done with the task at hand. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, then I yeah, mean, the, the other two ventured ahead, but just so we don't leave you behind. Okay, yeah, yeah. In that case, please give me an athletics check as well. 51 out of 55. That's a superior success. Yay! So Good, you, sounded like I needed it. <laughs> you make it safely, and I would say along the way, you like removed some of the rocks that are just in the way and don't seem to hold the structure in place so you now have a clear opening but it's still kind of eh, probably not that safe and you can catch up with the other two the tunnel goes further down a bit before it opens up again into a larger chamber again it's very rounded you would guess this is some sort of supply room immediately drawing your attention however are two mummified looking corpses Left and right of the entrance are these collapsed corpses of what you assume to be guards. They are in armor. They are glaives that, well, basically they are lying on their glaives now. And the, the bodies, the corpses seem to be, well, in pretty much perfectly preserved condition. I mean, they're dried out, but they haven't rotted in any, in any way. And the rest of the room is filled with, you would call them barrels. They are roundish, 
pots with some sort of lid on them, but they're completely covered in like a red waxy material. This room is not painted. It's just, well, polished. And again, you see some minor cracks, but not too bad, not like in the hallway. All right, so upon seeing the uh, corpses, Shrike will first, you know, get a little excited to actually, you know, see aliens. You know, that's, even if they're dead, it's still better than previous experiences. So she's going to send out her drone to get just get closer so that she knows that there's not some kind of, you know, horrific nanoswarm hiding in the corpses. So she's going to send out her guardian angel drone and so sort of like just poke it like one of the corpses. Do you have the, the bot or the swarm? I uh, just got- have a bot. All right, so that doesn't disable nanobots. Oh, it yeah. fights against other bots or. I, other yeah, I just wanted to see, yeah. like, it sends send the drone in first so that way, if it, there is something else out there, it'll pay the first casualty. I have nano nano detector, actually. All right, even better. Sending out your drone, though, is still a good idea. It's just an extra set of eyes, basically, you have yeah. on your tech yeah. feet. All right. And it scans over the barrels. So far, it doesn't seem to detect anything. Nothing living anyway. All right, so I get, then I turn to the you know, spike and just like, any nanoswarms? Oh, uh, okay. Let me see. Let me turn on the AI. So the nanodetector works by sucking in air and micro debris and scans and detects them. It has the exotic skill nanobot detection 40, and it has plus 30 if an active swarm is or hive is present seems kind of weird in that it detects nanoswarms more easily if 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 they're active oh wait yeah they might be dormant i guess so let me just try that oh that's a 58 that's a failure for the nano detector it's a normal failure though right Mm -hmm. so i guess it just says sample insufficient or something you like a repeating message about how it isn't able to do anything these things are completely garbage Uh, all right so shrike will making sure to like give the bodies a wide berth she'll sort of like look over the at the uh, towards the uh, barrels and sort of like investigate them right i think you can roll your knowledge gate crashing this time it's the closest one that would fit at least or if you want just give me a perception with your t-ray emitter to look inside the barrel without opening one I already rolled, so that's a 42 out of 75 for gate crashing. Yeah, you would definitely guess this is some sort of method of preserving something. You you see all this waxy coating that should keep out any bugs or whatever this planet has. You take a sniff around the area and you get like a like a foot smell, a foot odor, and you think this is some sort of preserved food, probably. I don't want to say without you acknowledging that you open it up, but you're fairly sure these are just like supplies. Okay, yeah. So I'll just sort of like let the others know, yeah, supplies, possibly a provisions room of some kind. Hmm. Well, they had food, so I wonder what killed them. Yeah, can we see like the body? Can we see like any wounds on the body from where we are? No, but does any one of you have medicine? No medicine or maybe like a first aid check? I do have first aid, I think. No, no, I don't. I don't. Sorry. Nope. I have medicine paramedic. I think that would check out. Okay. So you also have your xenobiology or your astrobiology or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. 
well, astrobiology is a much higher skill. So if I'm if I'm given the choice, that's probably what I would go with. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Then yeah, Whisper will kind of walk in closer to the bodies. You know, maybe just using um it feels bad to use my my pistol to kind of you um like poke things around. So instead of doing that, he'll just kind of gingerly move stuff and be very cautious as he's doing that. Okay, so I got an eighty-three out of seventy-five. Can I what we talked about earlier, use a, which symbol is that? I think the, the insight to switch the numbers? Yeah, I think that, that you can do. Okay. That would give you a 38 30. instead, mm-hmm. which turns this into a superior success. So you find out a couple of things. These corpses do not have any signs of wounds or blunt trauma or anything like that. In fact, their their skin and which is covered in fur, by the way, it seems pretty much immaculate. Like the, there's also no signs of heat or freezing or something like that. Even though it's pretty cold down here. Mm. Any signs of suffocation? Not quite. Though um, trying to find that out, you note that when these two died, they must have tensed up somehow. And going through your medical knowledge, you're not entirely sure what that could mean, but um, maybe like an allergic reaction that every muscle in their body tensed up and they weren't able to breathe anymore. Maybe it was some kind of poison, but you're not sure how the poison would have gotten into their body. Mm, But you're fairly sure that this must have been like the last thing these two went through. And then they collapsed on the ground and were, well preserved ever since and these aliens repro- are similar to the ones in the paintings i saw oh yeah they're okay. definitely like the the same species again they're you would call them simian based on like their general appearance but they have a much larger they have six limbs um and they seem to walk like cats you know their their foot position is like that of a cat well no obvious signs of what the death could be. Like, they weren't attacked. Hmm. Maybe an allergic reaction, maybe poison, but there's just not enough information for me to give you guys a good good guess. Well, that possibly rules out any uh, titans, otherwise they'd just be pieces of them lying around here. Probably. Possibly, but could still be like a titan weapon. Uh, who knows? They make... Very many of them. <sighs> Let's press on. Okay. All right. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Why have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could get the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse 
the group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.